Hey friends, I'm Shauna, your nerdy girlfriend from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to a bonus episode of Simple Saturdays. This episode will be a question and answer episode that the readers of the Simple On Purpose newsletter have sent me, and I'm so excited to tackle some of these questions. They're great questions. We're going to talk about creating space for moms, capsule wardrobes, creativity, decluttering with kids. We're just going to see how much time we have to pack all these things in. So let's get started. The first question I'm going to share is, my current dilemma is, how do I fit it all in? I work over 40 hours a week, I have three kids, get to the gym three times a week, I'm up at 4.30 every morning to work on my side hustle and fall into bed every night. Where do I, quote, make space? Yeah, I would ask the same question. Where do you make space? Man, busy lady. One thing that I'm seeing though is that you have a side hustle going and many people are going to start side hustles as a way to eventually take over their full-time job. If this is the case, then I want to offer to you that this is probably a very intense season of your life where you are trying to build up a business as well as doing your day job. The thing about side hustles, especially for moms, especially for people who have day jobs, is they actually kind of suck. It takes a lot of boundaries to really protect these different areas of your life. And we hear so many stories of success and freedom and how this side hustle can um, be the best thing that you've ever done and you'll have all this time. But the work put into it can be a lot of suffering and we need to get really intentional about how we're working through this. Because the end goal is that the side hustle is going to become your full-time job and it's going to offer you a different lifestyle, a lifestyle that you actually want instead of the one you have. So when we have these really intense seasons, we need to remember that we are in a situation where we need to make sacrifices. Think of all of the demanding seasons you've had in your life, babies, learning a new job, going to school. You have to kind of be all in and other stuff falls to the wayside. So my first advice to you is to just become very aware that sacrifices are required and that you can take ownership and control of which sacrifices you make. And I know it's not fun to put it like this. I'm not offering you a way to create space with my answer here, but there is a saying we can do anything, but we can't do everything. So you are in a season where you get to make some choices about how you will spend your time. And if space is something that you want to make time for, then something else has to go on the back burner. If your schedule is too much, you need to give yourself permission to make certain sacrifices. Maybe you skip the gym one morning, or you make everyone frozen pizzas for a week, or you hire a babysitter to come over a Saturday morning. No matter what choices you're going to make, make them on purpose and own them. During this time, you need to own these decisions that are helping you build up the life you want. An approach that you might want to take is from the book Pick Three by Randy Zuckerberg. She divides life into five categories, work, sleep, family, friends, and fitness. And in a perfect world, she says we would do all of these things every day. So in her book, she actually encourages you to just pick three things for the day and rotate them so that your week becomes a well-rounded week where everything has kind of taken care of. That might be one way you want to approach it. Because the reality is there's no secret I can offer you with this to create space. Because it really sounds like there's no space. There's no trick to it. It's just the numbers of hours in a day and how we fill them. So we must choose how we fill them. Which brings me to my last point. Keep the end in mind. If you are working to build up the life you want, get really clear about what you're doing and why it matters to you and why it matters to the world. 
I experience this myself. If I lose sight of my mission, I lose steam. I feel restless. I feel like things need to change. It's hard for me to stay determined to um, put my head down and do the work. So keep the mission in front of your mind. Get back to why this all matters to you and what the benefits of this hard work are going to be. Here's another question I've had in many forms, and it is how to declutter my kids' stuff. I have so much to say about decluttering kids' stuff. So I'll start with the first thing I learned um, over the years of decluttering with my kids is that I need to model it for them. They need to see me doing it. They need to see the spaces change by what I'm doing. When they have watched me do it, they are more likely to say, oh, this is just how we do things. Because ultimately, we're teaching them. We're teaching them how to declutter. We are showing them kind of the pro, like the physical act of it and the benefits of it. Depending on your kid's age, if they're younger than say five, you can probably just declutter for them and they generally won't notice when things are gone. In my experience, they're generally thankful that you have cleaned their space for them. But as they get older, you want to start giving them the tools and the responsibility to do it themselves. And this goes with that old parenting saying, start with the end in mind. So when you think about your ultimate goal is to have your kids managing their stuff in a very healthy way, and you need to teach them that. You need to give them chances to practice that. And you need to slowly walk them through that without making it kind of a nightmare of a situation for everybody in the house. So you can't force your kids to get rid of everything. You can't shame them for what they're keeping. You can't complain about how they're managing their stuff. You just need to slowly invest in giving them the practice to do it. And if I can offer just a a practical tip on how to do that for us it looks like putting everything in the bedroom in one big pile and going through it one by one where does this live do you still want to keep it are you ready to let it go where do you want this to live are you going to keep this one are you ready to let it go and letting them make the decisions without trying to talk them out of it or shame them for it or anything just giving them the opportunity to practice ownership and management of their stuff it will come slowly but it will come all right, our next question is how to let go of clothes to make a capsule wardrobe. I personally love capsule wardrobes. I love having less clothes that I love the most. It just makes getting dressed so much easier because I can just go into my closet and be like, oh, I like all of these things. I'll wear like anything here that I own. So the first thing that I want to encourage you to do is think about why do you want a capsule wardrobe? Why do you think that it's important for you and your lifestyle? And the next thing you need to do is to start setting out some vision for what you want your wardrobe to be. What styles do you like? What, how do you want to be dressing? What kind of clothes do you want to be wearing? Start with some inspiration and I'll link a post in the show notes about finding your style. It's all about making the decision ahead of time about the wardrobe that you want to grow into so that when you're in the moment and you're looking at an item, you can say, this doesn't fit with the vision that I have. I'm going to let it go. The next thing is to pick a time where you can be really invested to go through all of your clothes and you might want to break it down by season and go through a seasonal um, like summer clothes or winter clothes or you might just want to do all your clothes at once. Either way, bring all of the clothes that matter to this situation and put them all in one place. It's like Marie style and she'll ask you to pick up some clothing and say, does this spark joy? Do you feel it in your body? Kind of that sensation about it. This is a really great question to look for that kind of full heart reaction to the things that you own and the things that you wear. But some of us rely a little bit more on logic. So here are a bunch of other questions you can ask and I'll put them also in the show notes. 
The first one, does this work with my style vision? Is this something that's in line with the style that I want to move towards? Or is it something that I thought was trendy or I used to like, or I'm just kind of not into anymore? The next question is, does it fit me? And if you're a mom, you've been pre-pregnant, pregnant, post-pregnant, nursing, you probably have kind of a smattering of clothes in your wardrobe. So think about um, what the seasons are ahead and get get really practical. Does it fit me? Is this something that I'm going to be wearing again? And if the answer is no, and if it's kind of goal clothes, just let those go, pack them up, just get them out of your space so they're not mentally burdening you and taking up space that they have no right to take up right now. Another question is, do I like to wear it? So when you put this on, do you shift around in it? Do you kind of have to like tuck it weird and it falls out? Do you take it off halfway through the day? I get rid of a lot of my clothes because I don't like how I feel wearing them, because I don't like how it fits me. Question number four, does it flatter me? This is something that I learned through taking pictures of my outfits. Sounds so dorky, but I needed that um, kind of external feedback on how things really looked. If there is a color that's not right on me, or if there's like weird puckering somewhere, or things that just land in the wrong places, even though they're really nice clothes, they just don't flatter me. So take a picture, ask a girlfriend, and get rid of it if it really doesn't flatter you, as hard as it can be if it's something that you spent money on or something you really like. If it's not flattering you, it's time to let it go. Something that we've talked about on Simple Saturdays before is identity clutter. So keeping those things that are aspirational, the clothes for the job we used to have or the job that we dream of or just clothes for a different version of us. So if this isn't who you are anymore, get real honest with yourself and let that item go. Someone else can use it. And here's two more questions to help you filter down even closer if you've kind of worked through and you're still unsure. A good question to ask is, would I buy it again? If the answer is a simple no, you know you can let that go. And another question you can ask, especially when you're looking at t-shirts or pajamas, is how many others do I have? How could I possibly wear all of these t-shirts in a certain amount of time? Sometimes, even if it's meeting all the criteria, it still is just too much. So that will give you a basic sort of your clothes. And in my experience, once you start getting rid of clothes that don't meet these standards, you're constantly getting dressed in the morning and evaluating your clothes on if they still meet these standards. For me, I'm still constantly editing down my wardrobe so I can get closer and closer to that vision that I have. Here's a great question about family meetings. So I've talked about family meetings as something that we introduced into our house about a year ago now, and they have had so many unexpected benefits. I will post the link to the post in the show notes for you, and you can read more about it. This question is about how to make family meetings part of your family. And the first thing I would say is to schedule them. We aren't great at consistency with these meetings. So one thing that you need to do is plan out when you'll actually have them, get purposeful about it, set the time aside. Another way that we add in family meetings when the schedule isn't working is we have a mini meeting during dinner. And it usually looks like us saying, hey, what, what do you guys wanna work on this week? Like, what's a goal that you have? Our kids are just turned eight, six and four. So they're simple goals. And I'll word it like, what's something you wanna learn or do or try for the next couple weeks? And I don't ever force them to have one. If they think of one, that's great. Sometimes they think of them for each other, <laughs> but it, it's just really simple. Like it might be learn about beavers or move up in my reading level at school. So we talk about goals and we just write them on a note on the fridge. 
Another note is make them fun. If your kids feel like this is work and it's something we have to do and they're boring, then you need to ease up on the agenda and make it fun, especially when they're younger. It's just putting them through like the routine of it. The funner you can make it, the more use they will get to having it be part of their family routine. A big tip I have is make it about them. If my kids came to a family meeting and all we talked about were things that we wanted them to change and things they needed to improve, these family meetings would not leave them feeling very great and they would not want to take part in them. So make it about them. Let them have the floor and listen, listen, listen. What do you guys think is going well? What do you guys want to work on? What can mom and dad work on? And just listen, listen, listen. And when all else fails, offer them candy. If there's a treat, they are there and you'll at least get a few minutes of their time while they eat the candy. I'm going to move on to a final question is how do I move into a creative space rather than a consuming space without it becoming a chore? Such a good question. First of all, let's talk about this feeling that is that it is a chore. So I would encourage you to explore your thoughts around this. What feels like a chore when it comes to being creative? Is it buying the supplies? Is it doing the activity? Maybe it intrudes on a time of day when you'd rather be doing something else. What kind of limiting thoughts do you put on creativity that make it feel like a chore? Because being creative is a very personal experience. It's not about arts and crafts. You, maybe you could have this notion that it is a certain activity you need to do to be creative. But being creative is making something that wasn't there. It's providing order there where there was no order, structure where there was no structure, beauty where there was no beauty. Creativity isn't arts and crafts. It is you creating something that wasn't there before, whether it's a conversation, whether it's a mood, whether it's a structure, whether it's a spreadsheet. Everybody is made creative in different ways. Some people might be creative with food, some with their bodies and dancing and moving, and some might really love building Lego. So I would encourage you to get more rooted in the creative things that make you feel energized because I'm wondering if you're looking at creativity as something that other people are doing and you have to do it too. Think about the things you loved as a kid. Think about the things that you wish you had time for. Those are the things that will inspire you. And as you go about your day, see where you feel inspired to be creative. Is it how you get dressed? Is it how you line up the shampoo bottles? There's always an opportunity to put little doses of creativity and order and beauty and structure into what you're already doing without it becoming this big new hobby that needs all the stuff and all the know-how. So I'm going to share a link in the show notes. It's a blog post that I wrote for a littlelight.ca about creativity, about giving ourselves permission to be creative, and about the gift that creativity is. You can check it out if you're interested. Ultimately, I want you to think about whatever conditions you're putting on yourself. You don't have time. I need to be productive instead. Creativity is childish. Creativity has to look like this. Take those conditions off yourself. You are already creative. You just need to give yourself some permission to start in the areas where it feels easy and energizing. All right, guys, that is my first Q&A podcast episode. I really enjoyed it, and I would love to keep getting your questions, so send them my way. You can catch me on Instagram, the email newsletter, or simpleonpurpose.ca, and send me any questions that I can answer for you. Now make sure to stay tuned for the next Simple Saturday coming next week. Talk to you later. Bye.